Hello, everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. And I'm already laughing. I'm already happy. I'm already done. I'm just done because I've already met Christine Mazars. And I'm so excited that she's here. You're going to love her. This is going to be a fun conversation. And um, I'm already lit up. So, so yeah, the, ener- the energy is good. I hope you enjoy it. And welcome, Christine. Thanks for having me, Pasha. So nice to meet you. Thank you. Good to meet you too. I've been following and admiring Christine for a while. She's an empty nest coach, coach, excuse me, and the host of Empty Nest Coaching or Empty Nest Coach Podcast. Your Empty Nest Coach Podcast. Your Empty Nest Coach Podcast. Yes. Excellent <laughs> podcast. Thoroughly uh, entertaining and soulful, meaningful, funny. It's really a beautiful, authentic blend of heart and soul. I love it. Aww, I love it. Thank yeah. you, Asha. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I'm just done. Like, I can go now. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so fun to um, meet somebody who has similar life experiences and similar passion for serving people through our life experiences and all of our vulnerabilities, but also humor. And so yeah. I, it just is a um, great uh, resonance that, that we have. And so on Instagram and maybe TikTok, I don't know if you do TikTok, but I definitely, I am okay. You t- well, oh, you I do the big link. The TikTok goes to the Instagram and vice versa. And I don't know where I watch you, but I see it in this one minute and my ADHD appreciates that. And, and then you crack me up and you make me think and, and it, this is my first question. Oh, um, so, cause I'm, I, I feel like I'm an empty nest mom because from my first marriage, I have two kids, they're mm-hmm. kids, 25 and 23. And I miss them every day. Just, yes. you know, uh, I, and I remember viscerally that them leaving for college and I'm still parenting from my second marriage now, a 13 year old. So I'm not really empty nested, but I feel like an empty, I relate to all of the empty nest mom issues Absolutely. with those two. Like, how did you come yeah. across that a lot? Yeah, actually my focus is strangely enough. I think people think it's when your kids have totally left, but my focus is more on getting you before they've all left. Ah. So that by the time, you know, when they head off to college or they get their own apartment or they do the military, whatever they do, each step is totally different. It's all these different emotions. And then they come back and they're different and you're different and you're trying to figure out how to make it work again. (laughs) Yes. So my, my goal is really to do that whole process from, you know, even your, your, your child now, like that age and moving forward because it's coming. (laughs) Yes. And and we all think we're going to feel a certain way and it's different for everyone. And you might feel that way, but more than likely you're not going to feel the way you expect. And it's going to hit you at the weirdest times. And yes, it's totally normal. So I think whether you have five kids and your first one's going, I mean, you have it with that one. And not only that, it doesn't only impact you. It impacts your, your partner. It impacts the other children. It impacts Mm -hmm. the pets It impacts everybody. (laughs) It's so true because when my son and I talk about our emotional traumas and heartaches, like we both refer to the empty nesting, like he, he misses his 
brother yeah. and sister and the loss of them and Absolutely. at a young age. And it really impacts his, uh, just his emotional state often, just like it does mine. Yes. And you're a good mom to notice that. Because so often I think everyone just focuses on mom's mm. adjustment to mm. the kids leaving and even the partner, you know, yeah. they're, they may not show it the way mom does, but they're yes. going through it too. So it's important to Absolutely. know that everyone's going through it. Yes, you're right. Everyone in the home has made a shift. Um, and, yes. and with each child that leaves, there's a... Um, well, I just have to move every time it happens, by the way, because I can't stand like passing by the bedroom of the kid who was there. It just makes me too sad. I'm, I'm a sap and I'm emotionally sensitive. And so I just move, um, which is one so way I to have, do it. One way. Um, I have a five-year plan till my son, my youngest son graduates. And I assume that's pretty typical too, that people have like a countdown, five more years, four more years, three more years. It is so interesting because some are ready to party the second their child leaves and they redo the room <laughs> and then others just want it to stay exactly the same way. It's oh, wild. And then everywhere like in between. Yeah. And I feel like my greatest joy, or if you were to say you have one day to live, Pasha, what do you want to do? I would say I would want to snuggle in bed with all my three kids and just tell them how much I love them and hug on them and, and uh, have them all under the same, under the same roof. And so I put a lot of stake on those one or two, maybe three days in the entire year when all of them can be with me under one roof and they show up and I'm crying and I'm just like watching them breathe and watching them eat and something like an hour or two in, I get this feeling of um, like, it's not what I expected it to be. It's not as magical as I thought it would be. They're all on their phones with each other. They're not cleaning the dishes. They're not talking to me. They don't even know me. And I go like way down the rabbit hole. And then by the time one or two or three days is later, I'm, I kind of want them to go because it's harder when they're there. Does that make sense? Like it totally were... makes sense. Okay. Like I've, okay. I've noticed that even when kids go to college, and then yeah. they come back for winter break and it's three weeks. I mean, with the pandemic, it hasn't happened as much right now, <laughs> but when they come back, some, I mean, some parents really have a routine established Yes. and the, they might want to keep the routine and the child comes back and they think mom's still going to do their laundry and do everything oh, that mom's like, I haven't had to do that. <laughs> Right. So it, and I think it's natural. It, it, yeah. That's just what happens. It's just, there's so many, there are so many emotions wrapped up in all of it. Yeah. It's easy to feel guilty about each stage of it. And it's something we just have to let go of. Like we feel the emotions and move on. It's so good to talk about it too, because when I see the dishes in the sink, when they're there, I go through this like myriad of emotions. I'm like, I don't want to waste time with them by doing dishes. Like the dishes, yes. wait. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, why aren't they helping me with the dishes? Did I not raise them well? And I get, then I get like mad. I'm like, I just like, I, I am, I am up and down every second they're there. And I yes. always, and then I'm like, okay, go. Okay. I'm going to like get some peace. And then they drive away and I watch the car and I watch the car. So I can't see it anymore. And then I ball and I'm sleeping the rest of the day morning, morning, their loss again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, exhausting. 
It is exhausting. <laughs> it's good you're feeling your emotions though, Pasha. I, I do. Good. I do a lot. I do a lot. Now for you, your daughter just graduated college. She did. Right? Yes. So yeah. you've empty nested and then, and then she returned and then you emptied. Yes. Yeah. So times. my story is she went four years early to college. So okay. I was not expecting it. And none of the, the friend group around me was like going through it together. So yeah. I, didn't want her, she was going out of state. So she was five hours away. She's really young, but it was right for her. And I just couldn't, even though I was going to miss her, we're kind of buddies, you know, we're really good friends. Uh, I didn't want her to feel any of that when she went. So that was where I really started working on. I have to really be okay because the last thing this girl needs (laughs) to worry about me while she's navigating college so young. So that was how the whole thing started. And when I thought about coaching, I had three or four different ideas. We had homeschooled early for a while. So I thought, no, I could do homeschooling. I could do gifted, Mm -hmm. but it's the same, like gifted is so different. And I was like, I can, Mm -hmm. I can focus on this part because it was Mm -hmm. really what I needed the most. So she did, she just graduated. So she's 18. She just graduated from college. (laughs) What did she study? That was so, um, like interesting for her to go do right away. I'm curious. So it wasn't really about that so much as when you're that young and you're, she was at a community college at 12 there's no peers, you know, and they're the people that she'd hang out with were like the moms because the moms were cool with her where, you know, the 19, 20 year olds weren't. So Mm -hmm. the goal was more finding a place where she could find other people like her. So Mm -hmm. that's why she went, this uh, the college she went to was Mary Baldwin university in Virginia. And they have a dorm that is specifically I can talk specifically for girls who skip all or part of high school. So on campus, they're treated like anyone else, wow. but when they're in that dorm, they don't have to explain who they are. They like, they all get all the things. So they, you know, a lot of times you go somewhere and they're like, well, are you going to be a doctor? And there's all this pressure yes. <laughs> that comes yes. with, you know, skipping four years of school. Um, and she has made the best friends in the world, which is really, you know, not the reason most people will say to send your kid to college, but that's what she needed. It's- well, I imagine if that was her situation, that's, I would imagine socially it was challenging for her for several years leading up to that decision. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So did she go to a, a public or private middle school, like to, to jump from, I assume eight all over the place. So okay. yeah, we start, she was homeschooled. She tried public. Okay. Back to homeschool, did like a cyber in-person mix was really nice hybrid where the Mm -hmm. academics were on site and then the electives were at home that worked really well for a while. Um, and then it just got to a point where she needed more and I couldn't keep up. I can't learn chemistry and teach, you know, I 80 this brain, (laughs) I'm like, um, Hank green can teach you this, go to YouTube. You can learn anything from YouTube. I know my, my, my son was into aerodynamics and, and engineering and some other things. And my daughter got into math and physics. She ended up studying applied mathematics and I still don't even know what that is. Um, but I, 
probably by sixth grade. They, I knew that they were smarter than I was in, in math. You know, I could edit their, their English papers like nobody else, but yeah, I could not yeah, do math. math. No, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, I, I worried about that too. Um, when your, when your kids are really smart and independent and, um, you know, highly functioning, like what are they going to need me for? And now their jobs might for my older two are they don't need me financially. They're, they live in different states far away. I'm like, when would they even need to call me if they don't need money and they don't need food? <laughs> but I figured it out. I become a poop specialist, like a shitologist, because I know that is hysterical. Poop. I'm serious. Like if their <laughs> poop looks, if their poop looks weird, they call me because they don't want to bother with the doctor and they don't want to tell their friends or their partners because it's embarrassing. And I am all over it. I got I the GI. That. It's you got to have something, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been very helpful. The only thing I dislike is when they take a picture and they send it to me without warning. And then I go, yeah, just like yeah. random surprise poop photos. I'm not into, but, <laughs> um, but I don't mind talking about it. And I think it's really, um, it's usually about their health. So it's important too, yes. you know, it's not just yes. light. And then I, you know, determine when they should go to the ER or the doctor, but, um, but yeah, I have like a specialty and I, and so, and I think you had mentioned once different ways to connect to your kids when you feel like there's no connection. And one of the ways was through pets, like family pets, like oh, yeah. use your pet, right? Totally use the pets. Totally. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a pet they grew up with and you haven't yes. heard from them in a while. I just think it's so nice to just send a picture of like them being cute and you don't even have to write anything. Cause sometimes, you, sometimes as a mom or a parent, you just want to know they're alive. So like just getting the thumbs up or the heart <laughs> is enough. So you don't need to say like, Mitzi really misses you. No, I you were home. I mean, you could, but I yeah, hate we'll that's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so just sending the picture and then they'll send a heart back and you know they're alive. Yeah, and hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Okay. Or you can I at have, least see they read it usually, right? <laughs> that's sometimes all it takes because sometimes it has been days, weeks, yeah. maybe longer since I've heard. And, and then if they call. I just assume it's an emergency. And if I haven't heard from them in a while, my brain allows me to think that something's wrong. And so this is another trick, but, um, through Venmo, you can see whether or not they're like buying snacks or, you know, making purchases, not, not that they're connected. I don't know. Somehow I see all of their, I see all of my friends. I don't know how that works. I see everybody's Venmo, um, what they're getting. And so, and then I try really hard if I see like Emily, says like, thanks, Andrew, for sushi. I try really hard not to call her and say, how is the sushi? Because that makes me so creepy. <laughs> like, why are you stalking me? It's <laughs> so funny. But I know they're out and I know they're eating. And so are they on alive. socials? Are they on the socials? Um, not really. My, not my son at all. He won't, he will not even text um, or call. The He told me I had to put like meat emojis in front of his text. So I have to go like bacon, you know, hamburger, chicken, and then he'll read it. Um, he's terrible at texting. I don't know where he is at any time. Uh, and I usually have to talk through his girlfriend. Thank goodness she, you know, is co- cooperative. And with my daughter, she's on Instagram. So I'll see so a little see. bit of hers. But yeah, it's hard. You don't know. I don't even know if sometimes what country they're in. I'll see it on Instagram. My daughter, like in Spain, I'm like, how did you get to Spain? <laughs> like, I just 
sent you money for a dress or something like that. Like, I'm not in Spain. I'm not like, how are you affording Spain? I get all. (sighs) You didn't know this was going to be a a therapy coaching session. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) I think it's because we don't often get a chance. Well, you hear it all the time. We do. I often don't get a chance to talk about the empty nesting experience. It's almost like a birth story. Like we all have them. So we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear your birth story, but it's so tied to who we are and our, you know, obviously our everything from trauma to living, limiting beliefs to our greatest joys. So I feel like it's something we need to all talk about. And of course, you know that because you made a career out of it. Yeah. It's so wild. There's, there's so many, there's so much I could talk about it. And like, when you think about the birth, right. Mm -hmm. You, and I compare it to that you're preparing for nine months. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they get home (laughs) and it's nothing like the books. It's nothing like anything else. And I feel like it's the same thing, but we've had 18 years to get used to who they are as humans. Right. And then they just are not there. (laughs) And it's like, how can, how are we all okay? (laughs) It's not an okay I mean, some are like, good, get them out. (laughs) Yeah. And I like your kid and I like my kids, (laughs) right? It's so much fun. I love that I'm really, she, she is now back home and I, I, I get to actually experience prepping for the empty nest again, because I know she's not going to stay. So I'm enjoying every second she's home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I talk about often how in this stage of life, as your child's an emerging adult to start to think of yourself as their coach versus a parent. Mm -hmm. So like, you're, you're not trying to solve everything. You know, sometimes we get into mom mode and we want to solve everything and I'm still guilty. And she'll be like, mom, don't need you to solve it. But I really try to wear the, like hold the space for her, let her figure it out. And it gets so much more fun you know it's it's really fun (laughs) and will she soon you said you might launch again and and leave it I'm sure at some point Mm -hmm. like I don't know when um we get along great right now and I am going through a separation and so it's it's interesting because together she and I are getting along great she's got her room I've got mine we're kind of like roommates um, and it's, uh, it's been really nice. It's just, yeah. it's been good, but had I not spent three years getting my mind in the right spot, yes. um, for this, I would probably be a different mom, you know, mm-hmm. like I would worry more about, did you do your laundry the last month? Did you, mm-hmm. <laughs> are you things that, you know, they're how, I don't know at the end of the day, <laughs> Does it really matter? Most stuff doesn't. (laughs) And we have no control. I'm like, you carry your EpiPen and wear a mask, right? He's in Detroit. He's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? No, but I can't do a damn thing about it. What am I going to fly out to Detroit, stick a mask on his head and an EpiPen in his pocket? I can't. Yes. So (laughs) I have to let it go. I think I actually one day decided when they were in their early 20s, like, it's almost as if I feel like I have to love them less, like in the sense that I love them so desperately and that I'm my, my self was too enmeshed, entangled with That's, them. Yes. And so I, in saying I love them less, I'm, I had to let You're, them go. Yeah. It's your identity gets wrapped up in them. Yeah. As the, and that's the difficult part is, yes. is it's the same as if you're going through a divorce, you mm-hmm. lose your job, you lose the career you've spent your whole life, your whole identity 
you know, especially parents who, you know, their kids maybe were in a lot of sports and they were in, mm -hmm. in all those sports teams, they were friends with all the friends in the sports teams. And so that not only do they lose the kid going off, but the friendships might change. And it is a lot to figure out who you are. And a lot of people, the go-to solution is just to be really, really busy, okay. which is great hmm. for some time, but eventually like, I'm a big preacher of like become, I call it the CEO of your life, the conscious effective Olympian. Let's discover who you are underneath because she's freaking incredible. Yes. But you have to give yourself periods of time to discover who she is. Yes. If you stay busy, that's, that's fine. If that's the way you choose to live your life, but no, you may not discover your amazingness because you don't have time to see her. And usually they're scared. Yes. Cause it's scary to see who you are. Or even just like, like to ask, what do you want outside of your kids? You mean, what do my kids want to do? No. What do you want to do? Oh, yes. That's, I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> it's it's hard. good. You prepare moms prior so they can find themselves and find presence and contentment and, and the sense of self before the empty nesting. That's my so goal. That, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yes. It's mm -hmm. great. It's so much fun. It's mm -hmm. so much fun to see people who, you know, you can tell their whole identity is wrapped up in it, or they're so focused on decisions their kids are making and they mm -hmm. think they're life or death. And mm -hmm. to watch them go from, I don't believe you, Christine, to, you know, a couple of weeks go by and they're like, oh yeah, you know what? That happened again. And I was okay with it. Yes. It's beautiful because, you know, as someone who's experienced it, you know, that they, they've gained more peace in their life. You yes. know that they now have more time in their life because their head isn't thinking about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. They have no control over anyway. And it's, it's so cool to see. It's such a privilege. I, mean, I know you've seen it as a coach. It's just so amazing. Yeah. Especially when you're walking through those big transitions with people. I tend to walk people through times around divorce or job changes. Um, and it's, it's interesting because now that I think about it, that actually coincides often with the empty nesting. And do you see that as well, that you coach a lot of women through empty nesting? And then it's around that time that there is a big job transition or marriage transition. Yeah. And it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. it, and I think now that I have I'm going through my own separation and it, mm -hmm. I was hesitant to say anything. It's interesting because I, I think, you know, sometimes we will get wrapped up in what other people will think. So I was yeah. like, I don't want people to think I'm pro divorce because it's because it's pro for me doesn't mean it's pro for everybody, you know, right. but it's interesting to see now when I'm on Instagram, all these like your marriage is going to be great. Let's make it work now that you're in the empty nest and part of me wants to be like, well, maybe they don't all need to be <laughs> revived. <laughs> you know, let's think about this. Yes. <laughs> and analyze it. And I had someone reach out to me and was like, hey, we'd like you to talk about this. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't actually say, and I won't say it to anybody about any part of their life that this should be the right thing. It's for right. them to discover and them to figure out. Absolutely. Um, but I can't just say that all marriages should stay together. Like, no, right. Cause I don't know what right. your life's like. <laughs> I, 
absolutely. It's so individual. And I, the one thing I do say across the board is if your marriage is over, it doesn't mean it's a failure. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means it's complete. That chapter in your life is complete. Just like you had college or this job or this house and friendships. They just have their time. I like the term I heard, um, Jennifer Herbert says this is husband. Husband. So instead of X, cause X just, to me, X feels like it never should have happened. You know, like mm. we're just, I, I don't mm. know. I, I feel never. the X. <laughs> and there's that like S T B X, all the acronyms that look like airport symbols, like my S T B X. I think that's soon to be X. I don't know. There's like, yeah, I don't like the yeah, X. I X like the term was been, cause I feel like it served yeah. itself and I am on a call. Oh, I <laughs> okay. Daughter found a ladybug. <laughs> I know you cared a lot about it. I did. Did you save it? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. It's in here. I awesome. just know you care You're going to be on the podcast now. Oh, I love it. You are on, you are on the podcast. You are on the we're, podcast. We're live. We're live. You on, say hi. We're live Hello. on CNN right now. <laughs> I, but it's really important that you found a ladybug. So I'm glad you brought that to our attention. You have a lot of bugs in this place. <laughs> save the ladybugs. <laughs> My, my son, who has a tick-borne illness, is terrified of all bugs. So if he sees a ladybug, he is terrified. And he would probably interrupt my podcast if he found a ladybug as well. So I'm yeah. impressed because it made it into a container that she took outside. And normally it's, hey, stop everything. Come get it because it's making a noise. There's sens- We have sensory processing disorder. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. We. <laughs> and yeah, so like Jared. noises. Will- <laughs> so that was actually a big deal. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. And I think it's perfect because this is part of it. We continue to parent even when yeah. they're out of college and even when they're 50 and bringing home maybe their own little ones, we continue to parent, but, but we do it in such a different way. It, like you said, it's more of a, hopefully a, we do. Right. I think some people, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's called growth. We're, that's what we're going for. I, I try not to say when I'm with them in their cities of, of choice. And, um, I get a little nervous, like how they're driving. I'm like, I'm like the passenger in the car, my son driving, and he's really into cars and he drives very fast. And I just started like, he doesn't break well. And he doesn't like stop at the red lights as soon as I'd like him to. So every once in a while I'd be like, red light, red light, red light. Like I'm having some kind of Tourette syndrome. He's like, could you stop yelling that? I'm just like, I can't help it. I'm just like, this is terrifying. I've been here five minutes. I'm like close to death and interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to see how our kids, like what we thought our children would want to, what type of house they want, what type of car they want, what type of school they'd want to go to or city they'd want to live in. Nothing like I had planned. No, Yeah. And so the, fascinating. the beauty is like, they know like they're, what is that phrase? They're um, not there of, of us, not from us. What the heck? I can't remember what it is, but basically like they're their own people and yes. we cannot yes. tell them what their dreams are, or what they should be yes. doing. Um, they, they know, and possibly have always known and that we just have little to say about it anymore <laughs> so yeah it's <laughs> good yes <laughs> and you talk about these toolbox items and in, in your podcast and I'm just curious what those are 
Oh, so the, to me, the toolbox, it's, I, I'm, I love analogies. So yeah. the CEO toolbox is what I came up with. And I, and I know people talk about toolboxes and therapy and stuff, but to me, the top of the toolbox, like when you open a toolbox, the top items are those things that, you know, you're having a really bad day and you just need to get through it. Like you don't have time to process through your emotions or anything. So it's, it's, things like, um, I'm just going to watch Netflix for two hours. I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to have a glass of wine with friends. I'm going to, whatever it is for you. And it's, you figure out what that is. And, um, then the bottom of the toolbox to me are like the deeper things, but Mm -hmm. to consciously know that you're choosing to do the Netflix Mm -hmm. because to get you to a point where you can process through the emotions and do deeper work. So like the deeper Mm -hmm. work to me is, Um, you know, maybe you have a therapist or a coach, you uh, work on your presence. So you can start to look at your thoughts and realize that you're spending half your day thinking about things that happened in the past, or might happen in the future, and you're not actually living your current life. (laughs) But that's not stuff you can jump into lightly. I think I think there's like, there are quotes and things and I'm guilty of it too. You throw it out there and people are like, yeah, that's good. But it's not something you just, I read the quote, I'm going to do it tomorrow and it's all better. It's it's like a toolbox bottom thing that you keep working on. Um, You know, having a community of people who understand what you're going through, whether it's online or in person and really discovering what it is for you. Like some people love to journal. So like Mm -hmm. put it in the bottom of your toolbox. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it, but you know, and some months I like it and some Mm -hmm. months I don't. So the other thing I talk about is taking inventory and just, you know, what do I want to be my go-tos with the separation? I've had a couple, I talked about my recent podcast. I have had a couple um, nights where I'm like, I just want some Ben and Jerry's and watch beaches and cry my eyes out. That's a top of the toolbox item. I know it's not going to solve my problems. <laughs> I know, but I felt great. Yes. <laughs> and then like later on, when I have time, I can do the deeper work. It's all good. And didn't you, weren't you for a while, just like making like every day I'm going to walk to Starbucks and, yeah, I and still that do that. Do you still, Oh my I gosh, think, I, I thought it. that was so great. I'm just like, and I love that it, it evolves and, and changes like right now, walking to Starbucks every day serves you and Ben and Jerry's and Netflix. And then next month it might be, you know, yoga and silent retreats and exactly. meditation. Yes. Um, I think, I think we get, and that's why I like the inventory idea and just the modification. Maybe it's the attention for me. Um, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes we, we get to a point where we feel like, okay, I stopped journaling. Now I'm not worthy as a human or say, you know, like there's all these rules we put on our yes. life that I, I yes. think if we can just try something else <laughs> yes. and that might work and it might not, it's okay. You just try some, something else. It's That's all good. A, such <laughs> a good, such a good <laughs> reminder. Yes. It's not a, for so many, and I have in the past fallen and that I've softened for myself. If I didn't exercise, it wasn't a good day. If I didn't right. kale, it wasn't yes. a good day. And if I, you know, wasn't kind to myself and beat myself up with body shame, it wasn't a good day, but now it's like, okay. You know, like you said, do we wake up and do we keep trying and are we good yeah. to people and are we kind to people? And yes. we have a service heart and we're just trying our best as emotionally yes. sensitive people who can't stand the sound of chewing or ladybugs flying or whatever our situation is like we're sensitive. And we're doing yes. our best, right? Yes, we are. 
I think that's what most humans really are trying their best. And it's so easy to create narratives for other people in our brains that are, have nothing to do with their life. So yes. just to create, as long as we're creating our own narrative for our life, that makes us happy is so important. I yes. think many of us, where, you know, they'll say, well, you're not the main character of your life, but we're not like, we're just waiting. We have the story and we're waiting for all these things to happen instead of consciously, mm. okay, I can create my own narrative. And these people come in and out, but I can't write their story. But we, we spend that time trying to do that as humans. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's, what's so brilliant about what you're doing, which is every day, even if it is a one minute TikTok or Instagram, you're like, you're claiming that narrative for that day and you're putting it out there to the universe and and then because it's so short and sweet like we absorb it far easier like if you did a podcast every day I'm sure I would love it but I wouldn't listen to it because right. I wouldn't have the attention or time yeah. or energy but you pack it all in in a single minute in through humor again which I appreciate and um my ADHD brain I think learns more uh, from that and I imagine your ADHD brain is also feeling like you were aligned, if not for a second, for that minute, you were aligned with your purpose and your passion. And That's so if the rest it. of the day is Ben and Jerry's and crying on the bathroom floor, you still did a, you did a thing. You did a That's thing. life ups and downs, not yep. perfect. Embrace yep. the journey. I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> so with yes. you. I, so obviously we can find you. I'm, I'm trying to wrap it up because people who have ADHD might be like, all right, we're done now. Um, even though I could keep talking to you for a long time and we're recording. Um, so I find you on Instagram, but you were also mentioning a group that I'd love to join, but what is that group you keep talking about? What so if you go to my website, your and then go to community, mm -hmm. or if you go to the, I don't even know if I've updated the link, that is where I have everything right now. So I've been in the process over the last six months, moving everything into the community. So in the okay. community, I have what used to be a seven lesson email course of um, finding your future self, mm -hmm. which is interesting to do because it's usually something I do with a coaching client after a while because they haven't cleared their thoughts enough to know yeah. who it is. So what's interesting is to do that for free and then like get to work. And even if you just go through my podcast and then do it again later, and cool. see the difference is super interesting. And yeah. I've started uploading like once or twice a week, things that I normally would do on Instagram over there. Okay. And I have workshops. I even have one on social media, just like my whole philosophy on it. And, uh, it's, it's my, it's kind of my playground. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be speaking live soon where I want you I to like fingers to happen and brag about it. Cause it's awesome. I am. Yes. She podcasts live. Yeah. That's in uh, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona in October. Oh, so it looks like it's still happening. <laughs> still happening live. Well, that's the one benefit of it being in Arizona. It wouldn't be like Philadelphia live, right? No, I don't think so. And yeah. I, my daughter's coming with me. I'm kind of dragging her along because it's, yeah. I went to their inaugural one and the empowerment, the, the kindness, the, the women just in the hallways, you can just stop and talk to anyone. And I've never been in a, I've been to a lot of conferences and a lot of different industries. And this was by far the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. It, wow. It was great. It's great. <laughs> it's all female identified podcasters. Yes. Um, I think that's the right 
term it's uh what's this i don't know yeah she identified pod wait let me i'm now gonna slow down your it's we are now <laughs> watching christine this will be the video All women and non-binary audio creators say yes. it again women and non-binary okay audio creators and then well, even if you're podcasters, not it's audio creators. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I I've told a couple of people, I'm like, if you want to be on podcasts, this is a good place to be because yeah, it's filled with podcasters. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like fun. I don't know if I'm ready to take a flight to Arizona in October, but I sure would like to be well, next there. time. Next time. Yes. <laughs> Do they have an online option for those of us who will not be able to attend? I on? think they're thinking about it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank I'm you. Sure you're going to um, rock the house and uh, I'm super excited. Love it. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I think we did all the things of how to reach you. And of course I'll put them in the show notes and awesome. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been great. Yes. Yeah, so, so much fun. We'll have to do it again, a follow-up. Cause I feel like there's a million things that we could talk about um, because it's such a multifaceted um time in our lives it is mid, like oh, midlife finding ourselves like that's that's a big topic it's right? huge it's huge yes <laughs> it's really big oh yeah. boy yeah well thank you so much for coming christine and thanks for having me this today. this has been a great way to spend my sunday night thank you excellent i know it's night i think it's bedtime oh yeah it's eight o'clock yeah. so I am already not wearing a bra, nor I'm wearing pajama pants and a shirt with no bra. So y'all don't know that. But um, but yes, in a moment, probably in about five minutes, I will be in full out PJs and um, probably curled up with a Netflix. What's your favorite Netflix show right now? Just out of curiosity. You know what I'm watching right now is Manifest. Oh, with the plane. Yeah, it's very, if you like, once upon a time and lost so and it's it can be a little like cheesy and very much like once upon a time like it has that vibe yeah. There's, they talk about miracles and stuff I'm in season two and I like season two a lot better than one okay I don't know why I just it's jiving with me better you, so you stuck it out yeah. um, impressive I just finished atypical um oh my gosh like I just love these characters it was it's a boy with autism and, um, and his, and the family dynamics, um, including, really including some empty nesting. It's oh. really good. It's awesome. heartwarming, brilliantly written. Um, you'll, you just, you, you'll love, you'll love the people in it. And, uh, and then it's over and you're like, no, cause I want to know what happens when he does this next. And I wanna, yeah. Is he okay? Like I need to check on him. <laughs> I'm way too emotionally involved with <laughs> Well, when a series ends, it's difficult. We just finished Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Okay. Max. Oh my gosh. That was pretty good. You have to like grieve it, right? Yeah. The yeah. Lost the people. Yeah. There was one character with. who was like the lighthearted character and that person didn't last. <laughs> We're like, what the heck? Oh. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay well y'all are probably bored of hearing us talk about what we watch on tv oh, sorry um if you would like to reach out to me i would really appreciate knowing who is out there listening and i'd love to hear from you and find out your story so feel free to email me 
Pasha at PashaMarlo.com. Or I have a free uh, Calendly coaching call link thing in the bio and in the notes so that you could book a call and we could talk and we could meet and uh, yeah, super fun. And of course, you know, subscribe and rate and review and do all the things because that really helps. And yes, I don't, yeah, I I don't look at the numbers, but, but my guests do. And so if I have higher numbers, they'll keep coming on. And the best thing to do is to tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a friend, friend. send this podcast to every friend who is going to empty nest in the next five years. Yeah. (laughs) That's my, (laughs) that's my time frame. All right. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, Tasha. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.